Welcome to the Pilot Boys Podcast, where you'll get the real on all things sports, music, and pop culture. And here are your hosts, Vishwant and Partha. Back with a deep dive. Today's topic stems from a thought that I had that I posted on social media, something that I've I've internalized quite a bit and I repeat to myself quite a bit, and that is the key to success is knowing how to not give a fuck and give a fuck and do it at the same time. Um, and wanted to color that with some context here, Partha. Um, you obviously immediately understood it, so I'll let you take your your perception of what I mean by that. Because I'm basically like, if you understand what I mean by that, you're on the right track to success. Yeah, dude. I think that's like, it's probably the wisest thing you've ever said, to be honest. But it's the simplicity of the idea of not giving a fuck. Like, I remember when I first read the book by Mark Manson, How to Not Give a Fuck, or Subtle Art of Not. Subtle Art of Not. Yeah. Um, It was like, it kind of like, it was good, obviously, but like, it kind of like didn't register all the way because I didn't know what he meant by not give a fuck. And, you know, he kind of explains it in the book. But the bigger picture is this it's that when you're in life, we all have goals, we have things we want to do. But we should pursue those goals without caring about the outcome, without caring about the losses or the wins along the way. We yeah. just have to drive in a direction. And that, like, to me, like, that's the hardest thing you have to do in life. You have to be extremely present to drive every day with full passion and just genuinely not care what the outcome is and just know that you're going to wake up the next morning and do the same thing. And, like, that that's a mentality, bro. It's something it is it is it is a mentality. And what to, to add to that, you have to I think what limits a lot of people is their fear of the perception of what they do. And that's where not giving a fuck, as you said, the external outcome. I want to make that a little bit more specific in the sense that I feel like too many people walk through life worrying so much about how the work that they are passionate about, care about, and want to put out to the world is received by other people. Oftentimes, no one is going to understand your perspective but yourself. And that's how great art is created. If you're not offering something unique and you're going into things thinking and worrying about, well, I need to make this person happy or I need to make that person happy, even in marketing, people talk about in brand, well, you have a consumer. That's not true. A consumer response often, especially in the era that we live in, to the energy that you craft and create that's unique. There are a million uh, athletic were companies, right? Why Why is Lululemon as successful as they are? Because they created a unique identity within a space that you think, oh, I need to follow what everybody else does. They created a unique identity. And why did they do, how did they do that? Because they didn't give a fuck when they were raising money, when people were saying, well, you're a me too company. Everybody does this already. There's a million ath- athletic wear companies. But they didn't give a fuck about what people said They stayed in their path, and now look at what Lululemon is. And there are millions of examples like this. And almost every stance sucks. We talk with, you know, a competitor of ours, how they enter the marketplace, how we're trying to build our company. You know, we talk about this quite often, but it's really the people and the brands who create something unique in the world and keep pushing it, you know, through attrition, through all the battles and say, you know what? I have something here. It's in art. It's in consumer products. Drake, I know this story firsthand. Drake, when he first came out, people didn't think he was going to make it because they're like, nobody wants to hear a rapper beat talk about emotional subject matter like this. 
And now look at where Drake is at. Yeah, 100%. I think it's like the importance of carving your own lane. And I think oftentimes people look at what's been done and they think that that limit, that is the set of all opportunities, right? If yeah. it has not been done, many people think it cannot be done. Yeah. And that I, I don't know where that belief set comes from. It's like you're educated into these are the paths you can take. These are the ways things work. This is the only way to succeed. And it's like, that's that's just genuinely not true. And if you approach life through a lens of what has been done, you close yourself to all of the possibilities of what has not been done, which are infinitely more than what has been done. As a result, you usually always miss the opportunity for success because it's usually for every unique individual, it's a different path. And when you find the the path that resonates with you, the way that you would naturally do it, it's usually a way that it has not been done before. And that's that's the nature of things. And that creates value and that creates success, right? If you can create value, something that hasn't been done before that is valued, then you have something unique that you're gifting to the world, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. You know, and, and you, in every industry, you know, I'm going to keep giving examples because examples are important, you know? Think about how many times Elon Musk failed and was told, hey, people have been trying to make electric cars for decades now. Each cycle, someone was telling him no, but he believed in his concept and his idea. And it's not just because his car worked. His car didn't work right away, right? But he knew internally that I am going to figure out through this process how to make a successful company. The initial Roadster was a fail, you know? And 100%. and 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 that's that's the other thing about not caring. And, and you you brought up a good point of, you wonder why so many people live their lives this way. And I think it's because in all the structures that we have in society, they are built to create systematic thinkers. And systematic thinkers have their value in space and time. But at the end of the day, the disruptors throughout human history and life, the disruptors are who create new value and create change in the world. It's never the systematic thinkers. And, 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 if you are a systematic thinker, there's nothing wrong with you living within that system. Just don't put yourself in a position to think and believe that you sh you have value in your thoughts outside of that system. Your opinions really don't matter. Absolutely. And it's it's unique because the uh, you know, I heard this quote from Kanye. It's like it's so fucking good. It makes me think about this all the time, but he says, "When you're a kid, they tell you not to jump off the coffee table." And pretty soon, your whole life is coffee tables on both sides stacked up to the ceiling and you're just walking through them. If you follow the norms of society for a certain amount of time, you will never even have the thought to venture out of those norms, even if yeah. you think you're being creative, even if you think you're disrupting. You're not. And that's the reality of it. True disruption, true free thinking pisses people off. It's, yeah. it's positioning ideas with such a level of clarity that it will likely trigger the essential framework that people have built their entire lives and thought structures on. That's that's a fact. And so if you want to be a disruptor, innovator, game changer in any means, you have to embrace the fact that it's going to upset people. And, you know, both of us are minorities. Like the way that that projects, and I'm, you know, very young for the role I play in society. The way that that projects is people want to talk about what they can see about you. They want to talk negative about, oh, like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's too young or he's this or he's that. And that's like, that's how it's going to be. I've experienced many folks who I've had professional environments with 
who have taken their lack of understanding and used it as a way to try and beat me down using only what they can see with their eyes. And like the reality is if you're living your life based on what you can see with your eyes, you already lost. You're already not a free thinker. You're already not mentally free of the constructs that we live in because the constructs are designed around only the things that we see with our eyes. If you break out of that and look at the things that you feel and the things that you understand, things that you intuitively know, all of a sudden the world is a free place and you can go any direction you want. It's just a matter of taking the step. And the only reason we don't take the step is because it does come with consequences. It comes with people lashing out at you because yeah. they're so scared of, yeah. you know, something different. Yep. You know, there's a unique quote that I heard. I'm not sure who quoted it. Um, that's resonated with me throughout my adult life and helped me kind of get through a lot of this because of, of developing a unique identity. And it's like, he said, the greatest gift a human being has is the ability to be infinitely curious. And that will ruffle people the wrong way. And it has in my life, right? Because my approach to situations, I am going to express my opinion on things, whether I think it's my place or not. If I feel like my opinion matters, I feel like I've done the work to formulate an opinion on that. Oftentimes that will ruffle people the wrong way because they'll tell me, hey, like you said, you're not an expert in this. You're not, you don't know this. You don't know that. Yes, expertise matters and it should be valued and should be taken into consideration when you formulate your thoughts and opinions. But whatever your thoughts are on the world and in life, within the circle of your life, you have the right to execute that. And it's a great filter when you live that way because the people, you may not have a lot of friends and it's not actually not really the best thing in the world to be dependent or have codependence on a whole bunch of people. It's actually dangerous and ineffective. The thing is, though, that if you are effective in your communication and you set your standards and you communicate and it's always comes a place out of, of curiosity, you are always going to build meaningful relationships with other valuable people. That's the key here. You may filter out a lot of these systematic thinkers, but all of the people that are at the top of a lot of these power structures that we've been able to build relationships in, they admire people who think like that because it's such a rare trait. Absolutely. It's so rare. And, and that's the thing is like, you're going to trigger people, but because you're speaking truths and truths are what make people upset, but nobody can ever, ever say you treated them unfairly. If you do a good job of communicating and you're honest and you're direct, they may be upset. They may create a narrative, you know, for themselves that makes them the victim. And you can't control how people process things. You can't control how people process when things change, when things are different. But what you can do is you can make your decisions for yourself and you can be true to yourself. You can live with the byproduct of that, whatever it may be. Yep. And you know, and the, the, the first part of this, which is giving a fuck, right? The, the part of giving a fuck is just being passionate about the life that you live every day. This is an opportunity and a gift um, that you were presented with. What are you going to do with it, right? Are you going to try to fit into what everybody else says you should be? Are you going to figure out something that's unique about you that you can offer to the world? And those are the choices that we're presented with every day from the moment that we're born and how we develop is are we going to be products of the system or are we going to create products in the system, right? And and we all are unique. There is no human being outside of twins that are genetically identical. And even twins, they have independent thought. So that's what your superpower is in this world is that 
when you were born, there is no other person that is built exactly like you. None. Not your sibling, not your parent, none of that. You are unique. And that uniqueness is what you need to carry out into the world. And that's where giving a fuck matters is I have this opportunity. Every single day we have an opportunity. You wake up. There are people who die in their sleep every day. Every day that you wake up is a new opportunity. And if you don't approach life like that, that's where all these things like depression, unhappiness, they can create weights on your shoulders that become insurmountable if you don't force yourself to, 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 to look at life as a gift. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, that's, that's the biggest part of it is that when you are grateful to be alive, there's nothing to lose. There's, yep. You're just so happy to have the opportunity that you want to be bold. You want to be honest. You want to live fully. And, you know, society conditions us to just close ourselves off, to, to mute ourselves as much as possible. And it's, it's just super fucked up when you really look at it at the end of the day, all you're being conditioned from day one is to be a part of the system, to never question it. And frankly, you're getting robbed blind by a government that doesn't give a shit about you, that takes your money, uses it on shit that doesn't benefit you. And from an entire set of corporations that profit off of you, you know what yeah, I mean? I mean we're, we're seeing this here with this Ukraine Russia war every day. U S taxpayers are writing a check multi-billion dollar check to support this war that they have no dog no, they have no, no involvement dog in that fight there's no dog in that fight but yet and and that's where this comes from right this this idea of systematic thinking comes from the fact that insecurity is what drove the power structures throughout the world to be created those were built in insecurity if we really allowed and we built a structure of the world through freedom then we would be in a much happier world. But the power structures were created through a small group of people thinking they needed to isolate power, a combination of insecurity and ego. And I think both of those things obviously play into each other, that they know better for what society should do versus the, the idea of anarchy and chaos. Honestly, I don't think anarchy and chaos would exist w without power without power structures set up the way that they are. But what's happened is that power structures also allow people to control. And there's a sense of human be that human beings have that every human being is wired over of trying to control things. And yeah. and and, th and that's what why there are so many issues is because the system has been created and implemented and repeated over and over and over again that human beings are not valued. Individual identity is not valued. But people who disrupt and figure out, hey, may not be valued, but if I can stick with it, they can create value. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. And I'm going to say probably the most controversial shit I said on this podcast, but fuck it. I'm going to just be real about it. The, the real truth of this, this world is that slavery never ended. Slave masters got more smart about how they keep their slaves. They changed from physical to mental slavery. It's not about your skin color anymore. It's about how you think. They built systems to make you think a certain way to fit into the structure. And what's next is spiritual slavery. Your church, your your temple, your mosque, your you know your your um, um, synagogue. All have have you ever asked the question why religions are organized in such a large volume? Have you ever questioned the truth of the religious texts that you follow and the practices that they ask you to follow? At what point are we going to look around and make decisions for ourselves? 
in how we choose to live every day because we do all have the intuition. We are all good if we allow ourselves to be. We all treat people right if we allow ourselves to. But we lean into these structures. We lean into these ways of thinking that essentially are an entire system of societal manipulation by very few. Yep. That's 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 very well put. It may be the most controversial thing. It's the most profound thing uh, you've said on the podcast as well, because we have these conversations all the time, is these systems are put in place to control people um, and to create scenarios in which there are a small group of people extracting maximum benefit out of a large group of people, right? And it's clever. It's very clever. And it is very powerful and it's very it's been through practice of centuries and centuries in a lot of ways and no pun intended but it's been mastered by these masters you know yeah, absolutely um, i mean and i i'll give you from the lens of the hindu religion which i was raised in and i've studied quite extensively in the specifics of the original hindu books they specifically write that organized religion is bad they don't believe in that the current Hindu religion and what people consider as a Hindu institution is very far from what the religion is based off of. The religion is a way of life. It is not, it is not a way to control people. It's not a set of habits that's being enforced. It's an understanding of a greater thing that's happening here on earth that we're all part of. And, you know, I'm, I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. But just from the personal lens, you know, it's not, I'm not pointing at any one thing. This is about, the entire system that we're a part of and understanding that any choice we make that's not our own is an unconscious choice that somebody else has made for us. And we have to consciously choose every single thing. If you consciously make the decision to go to church every week, that's good. That's great for you. Then you're doing it for you and that's what you should be doing. But if you're unconsciously making that choice because that's how you're raised and you feel like you need to do that, otherwise you're scared of what the consequence will be, any decision made out of fear, you're being controlled into. Yep. Yep. And to add to that, what what they are doing is taking advantage of the psychology, psychological predisposition of human beings to seek community, right? And that's what makes this so challenging of being having an individual identity is because we're predisposed to want to seek community, seek family, to seek tribe, to seek people who think like us. And the, the reality is, is that is actually the opposite of what you should be doing. You should be seeking identity, individuality, and then your community will be created organically and naturally. But you have to overcome that fear element and that time period where you are extremely lonely. I've gone through phases where I felt like nobody in this world understands me, but I'm okay with that. Like, and I went through a cycle of emotions where, yes, I dealt with that and went through depression. I didn't understand it. But then you realize that that's your superpower. That is, if you don't have individual identity, if everybody understood everything about you, every decision you made could check a box of their, of, of what they think is right, then who are you other than a robot? Absolutely. Absolutely. And like that, that's the hardest thing I think for anybody to understand. It's a hard thing to wake up out of is to understand that you are a part of the machine. You are a part of it in more ways than one. And even us sitting here, there's, there's ways in which we are still slaves to different parts of the culture that we were raised into different parts of the belief system we were raised into, or, you know, indoctrinated into over the course of our lives that, 
you know, we still uncover every single day. So this is not, it's not to say that there's an end to this journey. This is a lifelong journey to unprogram yourself and to find a place of mental peace and, um, you know, total consciousness, to be honest. And, and I, I define consciousness as the ability to control each choice and action that you make. So instead of reacting, which is an unconscious choice, acting 100% of the time, which is ultimately the most challenging thing to do in life. Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent, and it, 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 the 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 light at the end of this tunnel is that it can happen, and it and the thing is, once you get there, once you cross that threshold, where you are passionate about your life and you're passionate about making an impact on this world, but then you also don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks because you know your mission is pure and you're true. You become a superhero. You're unstoppable because nothing, nothing bothers you anymore and that type of freedom there's no money that can buy that you know i could i could lose all my possessions today but the fact that i have worked and figured out that mental freedom knows that i can figure something out and get back on my feet because i am free and there isn't a price you can put on that 100 percent. and it's you know surprisingly it's not money related it's not, you know, there's no, it's not about fuck you money. Like that's the phrase that I hear so much in society that I just don't understand. It's like everybody wants to wait till they have a certain amount of finances to be able to speak truth. It's like, yep. how do you get to that level of finances without speaking truth? Yeah. You know, yep. you participate in the system and you do just generally sinful things, right? Like, a lot of what you see as the primary ways people make money as a part of the system, you know, it's like they don't understand what they're a part of. They don't understand what their decisions are really doing in the macro picture. And it's like you look at even, even, you know, you could call it government jobs. You could call it heads of agencies. Like what are they doing? Like, do they understand what they're doing or are they just following orders? And do they know who the orders are coming from? You know what I mean? It's like the entirety of how we operate in society is, just it's a very very asleep population but you know i know that in this listener base we have a lot of people who are very awake about who they are who they want to be and um, a lot of people who have agency about you know making those decisions in their lives and the thing to consider every single day for yourself is am i completely in charge of my decision making and am i okay that the consequences of my decision making are mostly driven by people's reactions to my differentiation from the herd. It's, you know, people getting mad at you, people acting away. It's on them not being able to process truth. It's really not about you when people react to your decisions. And once you find the understanding that people cause their own suffering 100% of the time, and you just have to choose not to suffer, then you'll watch everybody around you suffer. It's a pretty depressing thing. Sometimes. It is. It is. But it's the truth. <laughs> And that's the thing. The thing is, that's that's part of having liberty. You feel empathy for them, right? But it's much better to feel empathetic empathy for someone else's pain than to have more of your own pain, right? Yes. yes. Uh, and and the reality is, is that this is also what limits people in this process, right? Is they want to go through this this kind of I don't want to, I don't want to give a fuck anymore. I'm, I don't give a fuck anymore, whatever. They reach 30 and they say, I don't give two fucks about anything. I'm going to be me, whatever it is. 20 happens at 20, it happens at 30, it happens at 40, it happens at 50, you know? And the reality is, is that to actually not 
give a fuck is challenged every single time that somebody puts criticism on you because you're going to face so much criticism and everybody is going to project their insecurities on you all the time. And the only way that you can filter that and continue on your path is figure out a method to ignore that noise. And you ignore that noise through what Partha just said, going through the process of understanding that a lot of times people's criticism of you and your choices comes from their own personal issues, not anything that's related to you. The last thing that I really want to add is move with an intention of love when you do find this freedom. Do good. Help everybody. We're all part of the same thing. You need to do everything you can to lift people up and to bring the light out of others. And, you know, it's interesting. That's what a guru is defined as. A guru brings light out of others. Yes. That's the, yes. That's the truth of everything is that everybody's a guru to somebody else. Everybody yep. has a role where somebody else looks up to them. And if you can find a way to bring more positivity into the world, you're doing great. Yep. And all the other things that you worry about day to day, your finances, everything will take care of itself. Trust me, it will. You'll find a way uh, to make it. You know. And if you're chasing this fuck you money, just know that most of the people that have fuck you money or that your perception of what fuck you money is did some things that are morally unconscionable to get there. And they deal with the, the guilt of that our, of that throughout their lives. So that fuck you money, you might say, oh, it's going to give me the ability to, to say fuck you to the world. No, it doesn't. It actually, it, 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 it can, it can, your guilt will eat you, eat you up or your karma will come and, 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 and reap, reap, reap what, what you sow, you know? Absolutely. So it's just, it's just a matter of, of, finding happiness and finding growth and finding something in, in your life that says, you know what, I really care about this and I don't care what anyone else says to me about it, but I care and I know my purpose is good and I'm a, I know my purpose is positive. I will make mistakes along the way, but as long as my North Star is pointing me in the right direction, I'm going to be okay. That's a, that's a great point to, uh, to wrap this. And I think that, that last point is what you should give a fuck about positivity and love and everything else. Don't give a fuck. And with that said, it's been a, a great deep dive. Um, always remember to be you, you as fly and stay moving. Pilot boys out. Once we get on up